0: I'm your host Ben AKA the Marvelous Iggy and joining me is Chief Godzillaologist Tyler Tyler welcome to the show.
1: Space, the final frontier. Yes. These are the voyages of the Kaiju Ghidorah, It's five thousand year mission to destroy a new worlds, to gravity beam all life and civilizations, to boldly go where no monster has
0: gone before. Nice. That was, I did not I'm glad you didn't tell me about that. That was nice. Uh, which is fitting uh, what we're going to talk about today uh, if you don't understand that that was a Star Trek reference that Ty was going for uh, and I want to say aptly nailed Um, it is now time for the uh, Ascendance of Godzilla from transitioning from uh, monster and villain of Japan to Defender of the Earth Uh, so this is, uh, I'm going to say it's correct title, this is uh, 1965's invasion of astro monster or don't you forget that hyphen yes because i've been saying invasion of the astro monster because that's just me wanting to put in the and I'm like oh i better not say it that way so it's yeah i
1: kind of made the same mistake in my notes at first yeah
0: so uh invasion of astro monster uh this was released uh in japan on december 19th 1965 so let's go ahead i'm gonna try i, know I haven't done this before uh, I'm going to try to be more consistent with this, uh, putting the, the screen credits at the beginning of the show, uh, so we have reference to who we're talking about. So, uh, uh, once again, uh, and pro- the uh, it's directed by Ishiro Honda, uh, It produced, once again, by, of course, Tomiyuki Tanaka, uh, screenplay by Shinichi Sekizawa, starring Akira Takarada, Nick Adams, uh, the first American name we've put on here that's actually part of the story, uh, Kumi Mizuno. And Akira Kubo, uh, of course, music once again by Akira Ifukube. Um, and like I said, released in December 19th, 1965. It came out with uh, the United States. actually got this movie uh, in July nineteen 1970. Um, it's runtime of 94 minutes. Uh, and its box office uh, was $4.2 million. Uh, or had a budget of 100, 132 million yen. Uh, box office total from U.S. and Japan rentals of 4.2. Two million. So, this is uh this is an interesting one. Uh, when you say Tyler, oh no, I was
1: just putting up the Doctor Evil Pinky when you uh, oh, put yeah. up the money reference. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's an old reference now. By the way, um, so this is Invasion of Astro Monster. This is the final movie that Ishira Honda would direct until I think. Destroy all monsters, uh, which is like four films from now, three films from now. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and this is different because uh, I, I, I I have never seen this movie before. Tyler, have you seen Invasion of Astro Monster beforehand? I have not, though I have seen the memes. Everybody's seen the memes. The one meme, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. If you if you have a hint of Godzilla interest, you've seen it. Um, this is uh like like I alluded earlier this is the begin- this is the official like I said the last movie was kind of like the beginning of that point. This is the straight up turn uh of Godzilla from message of terror uh representing of nuclear war to straight up defender of the earth in in this instance, not willingly, but reluctantly uh he's put in this role
1: uh yeah, pretty much.
0: Uh, But this movie is different than, like, at first I thought, my conception of this movie was just from, like, hearing people talk about it, that this was like a redo of Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster minus Mothra. And it really is not. Not at all. Yeah, this is a way different
1: movie than that one.
0: Yeah. In every single regard. Yeah, and I think it's a much more entertaining movie, honestly. I completely agree. Good. I'm glad we're on equal grounding here. So... Um, let, us let, let's, let's get right into the story because this is the furthest away that, res- if you could have told me that this wasn't a Godzilla movie for mostly, I could have believed you. Um, because Godzilla doesn't really come into play until like, I mean, you see Ghidorah first or hints of Ghidorah, uh, first, um. And it's alluding to that, like, after he got his ass kicked in the last movie, he came to planet X, as it's called, um, and he's terrorizing this planet. Which, by the way, they say is the 13th moon of Jupiter, which is
1: actually not true because the actual 13th moon of Jupiter is called Tandia, discovered in 2017.
0: Yeah, true. Um, well, maybe there is maybe maybe there is a race of exilions out there. So uh, this revolves around uh, two uh, astronauts... Uh, mainly, uh, who are poor friends, uh, going on this expedition to Planet X. Um, uh, let's and like I said, played by uh, Akira Torada and Nick Adams, um, uh, and as they discover that uh, they are not alone in the universe, uh, we got a hint of. I mean, we obviously got a hint of aliens. Uh, in the last movie with the Venusian who came down and, and and basically body snatched the princess of the foreign country that we never knew the name of, at least I don't remember. Um, but this is like they just said they were from Venus. Yeah, th- th- exactly. Um, but this is like the first time in the fra- Godzilla franchise, and will become a staple. Like this is the beginning of a staple of foreign aliens coming down. They want to take over Earth, and they're going to use our monsters, use the monsters against us. But they try to be friends with us first. You can't forget that, Ben. C- correct. So the overall plot of the movie is they go to Planet X. They find that they are not alone in this universe, which, like, minds will uh, – blows my mind every time. And, um, and then they learn that Ghidorah, he didn't – he's not dead. He's on this planet terrorizing them and – they reluctantly that reluctantly but like yeah take godzilla and rodan to go fight him and get him off of our planet uh, they're like hey man can we borrow your monsters we want to get rid of this guy yeah and it's like sh- sure i mean we can't find them but like sure um and then uh, no nah, that's cool we know where they are yeah ex- no they, don't, don't ask questions just, just 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 believe us exactly just believe us um um we're not evil no <laughs> shifting eyes Sultan, um, they, they look like the cult, they look like that a little bit to me, um, and then little, little did you know it, I mean, I, maybe I, maybe it's because, like, we've seen so many science fiction movies, but I knew, like, they were setting up for, like, the ultimate betrayal, and they betray the humans, uh, and then it leads to, um, humanity fighting, fighting against the exilians in the most annoying way possible, which we'll get into, uh, as we discuss it, um, <laughs> Let's, let's... Now, do. I'm
1: just, Im-, I'm just imagining that, uh, the way that they fight the Exilians off is using, uh, the most annoying sound in the world from Dumb and Dumber. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'm sure there's people who edit in their own sounds in that clip. That'd be a great, that's a good, that should be a meme. That should be a meme where, like, the Exilians are in pain and, like, yeah, ha- and, like, you just have random, like, hip, like, pop music. and are like, oh, no, make it stop. Um, so I wouldn't that, be surprised if uh,
1: that's what inspired Mars Attacks. And instead of uh, the high-pitched sounds, it's yodel music.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? It, it's probably right because a lot of people look fondly on this movie. Um, this is considered one of the better Godzilla movies from the from that time. Because I mean, like Mothra versus Godzilla is very good. King Kong versus Godzilla is very good, and of course, the original stand on its own very much. But I feel like this is the most standaloneish. Like that's different, but still good um, at the same time.
1: Like this is the first time it goes into a full departure into full sci-fi territory. Right, the, territory. Yeah, this is like it. It it establishes itself as you know these. This is a movie about uh, gigantic rubber suit monsters. May as well have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this um this movie is not. There's no allegories. There's no warnings of war. This is just straight up a science fiction popcorn movie, um, which I think it did it much more successfully here than they did in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, the previous movie, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a much more entertaining movie than Ghidorah was, to be honest.
0: Yes, um, so let's, let's talk about the titular villains, uh, which is not Ghidorah, because Ghidorah kind of is used against his will in, in this instance, but, um, let's talk about the Exiliens themselves, because this is the first time, this is not, this is the first, but this is the last time we'll be talking about space aliens in the Godzilla universe, um, obviously the reason why they did it was because they probably noticed that more and more kids are watching these movies, because obviously if you're a little kid, um, you're fascinated by the giant monster attacking a city and, and fighting other monsters.
1: Yeah. It's got it. They, I imagine that
0: they want to cater to younger crowds in order to draw in more revenue. Exactly. I mean, like I know growing up, like for uh, you and I are relatively around the same age. Like, you know, we had, we had Jurassic park growing up and just that fascination with dinosaurs. So it's, it's, I think it's very similar. Um, But it's but I don't think this. But unlike future Godzilla movies, which we'll discuss more when we get there, I feel like this does a good job of still being entertaining, even though it's clearly catering. I wouldn't say the lowest common denominator because it's not there. It's not there yet. Um, But I think it's does a good enough job to be like a good, entertaining popcorn movie without being stupid, even though it has some silly moments. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, so let, let's talk about the auxiliants. Like I said, the titular villains. I love that they looked because um, this is. They're...
1: Go ahead, man. They look so goofy. They're just a bunch of black jumpsuit, goggle-wearing nerds.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, like, obviously, back then, you know, you're limited to what you can do with your budget. And time, and obviously, we know with these a lot of these Godzilla movies, they were churned out like crazy after Mothra vs. Godzilla. So, not a lot, but I love how a lot of it was clearly inspired by Star Trek, which had been on the air for a couple of years at this point, I think. Actually, Star Trek uh, didn't come out a year after this movie. Okay, I uh, Was it
1: 1996?
0: No, this was 1965. This movie came out. Yeah, uh, Star Trek was sixty six. Okay, never mind. I am I am correct. But okay, it probably takes inspiration from like some of those older movies with like like that Star Trek took inspiration from, like your Flash Gordon stuff like that. You know, so I, I don't really dare think... I say Plan Nine from Outer Space. Probably, probably so. I'm not too familiar with Japan's like science fiction scene and like like their movie like those kind of movies. I mean, like the most Japanese movies I know are Godzilla or Kurosawa movies. So. Um, if anybody knows the inspiration for this movie. But I, I like I, I couldn't help but draw the comparison to Star Trek just because it was the 60s and everything felt like it. Um, so who knows, maybe Star Trek was like, hey, look at what they're doing. Let's do that for a TV show. Or something like that. Min- minus the giant monsters, of course. Yeah. You know, unless you count the Gorn. True, true, true. Uh, but that wasn't, I don't think that was every episode. Um, I... How do you feel about them as villains, honestly? Because this, this is the first time we're having, like, humanoid antagonists. Because now it's not, like, a mindless monster coming into destroy Tokyo. This is, like, an enemy with a purpose.
1: Like, I think the Exilians are pretty entertaining on their own. Like, they try to pass themselves off as all-knowing, uh, the perfect race. When in actuality, they're probably the most fragile race of aliens I've ever seen in my life. Yeah,
0: yeah, they are. Like
1: they try to act big, and they do have the means to do it, but they get defeated in the stupidest way possible, and I
0: absolutely adore that. Hey, I think you're popping on my end, Tyler. Just to let you know. Oh, oh, am I? I'm sorry. Yeah, just a little bit. Like you're. Like I'm sure it's gonna be fine on your end, but just to give you, let you know, it just started happening. Um. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I love that. I, I don't hate them, but I love that anytime they get a chance to show off, like, look at our technology, um, either whether that's like just getting God's finding Godzilla and Rodan just chilling, um, asleep, and then carrying them to uh, Venus or, like, uh, or, like, on their way or, or to Planet X. I'm sorry. Um, hey, you know that rocket ship you came on here? Yeah, we made a better one exactly like we've we've we're only four hours and i'm like wait what i, I love anytime <sighs> like look like, like yeah look at us flex mm, look at us. us we're we have a superior technology mm, mm, look at us mm, look at our spaceships mm, uh, we want your water mm. look at our
1: look at our fancy goggles yeah
0: um like they're like the, co- the com- commandant i think that's just his name he doesn't really have a name but he's kind of like the central figure because they, they they're like a hive mind like they're all connected like together aren't they
1: yeah, they're pretty much uh, dictated by some computer that we never really see.
0: Yeah, you, I, I kind of wanted like a, a shot where like they like uh, Alan I, or what's his, what's the American, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Yeah, that's God. That's such an American name from the from the sixties.
1: Um, I wanted... Hey, man, Frog from uh, Chrono Trigger is also named
0: Glenn. Really, I did not know. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, it's just in the context of this movie. He's the American. Uh, at least I think he's supposed to be American. Um, I just I, I wanted him to find a room with the supercomputer, and then you just see like those old school with the tape and everything. I wanted to see that stuff, so but you never see it. I kind of want to see. I kind of wanted to see the MCP face from Tron, to be honest. Yes, uh, yes. Um, that being said, I think they I think they work on its purposes because I don't think the monsters are an afterthought. I mean, they kind of are, in a way. The Exilians are the bigger threat. And and they just use the monsters as a way to carry out their means. It, they're literally just weapons uh, for
1: the Exilians to use in this movie. Which is something we're going to see more of. I uh, hope
0: you're not tired of the... Especially the Ghidorah. Oh, yeah. Poor Ghidorah. <laughs> King my ass. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, but But let's... So I, I think they work, even though the main like in now in like modern movies when you have like an alien force, you always have the high leader. And while the commandant is that, but he's kind of he just kind of blends in, like especially because everybody looks the same. Like there, he doesn't have anything distinct about him. He can literally blend in, which is the point of the race, right? They're not, they don't stick out. Yeah, uh, there's a plot point
1: where uh, Glenn's girlfriend, uh, who is secretly an exilian disguise. They find a whole bunch
0: of other uh female
1: exilians and they all look just like her.
0: Right, exactly. So, I think that was on purpose. Like and as we go further along, there will be more evil like in chiefs who will have like the distinct look to them. Um but I think it, I think it was an interesting approach for them to just like we are one race. We are we are many, you are but one for your Mortal Kombat fans right there. Um also,
1: fun fact about the exilions, they actually bring them back and destroy all monsters melee, uh, as like the main force that tries to control all the monsters, uh, which is the reason why you're fighting them in the single player mode in the first place. And they really go all out with the comedy; like they make them look as ridiculous as possible in that game. And I appreciate that now that I've seen this.
0: Yeah, and also they're the they're the alien force in Final Wars that that shows up um yeah so that like a very nice callback which i think that's that i like once we god we got a long way to go before we get to final wars but um like that's such a nice callback in that movie to like the first alien race and then you know you have the 50th anniversary celebration of course you go back to the first one that's that's a nice even though they look much much different in in 2004 than they would in 1965 um but yeah i think they work otherwise i think they're very good villains as a group uh but let's let's segue into the into the human actors because unlike the last movie at least to me where everybody kind of was just there um i feel that i like that especially macy glenn and um i think let me get this gentleman's name correct um uh kazuo fuji uh played by uh akira Ta- uh, takarada uh, I feel like I like this the, the human element with them and Glenn's sod plot a lot more than they did what was going on in Ghidorah, the three headed monster.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, they're definitely more fleshed out than in the last movie for sure. And is there really an explanation as to why they got Nick Adams as the one of the main guys for this?
0: I don't remember. Um. Uh. I. I should. I should. I. We should solve for time. Um, I should have looked this up, honestly. Uh, okay. Uh, Saperstein also proposed. Um, let's see. Uh, it, I think it has to do something with, Ameri- with America. Um, in the mid 1960s, uh, UPA, United Productions of America, asked producer, American producer Henry G. Saperstein to acquire uh, mo- movie rights, uh, monster movie rights to distribute North America. Saperstein approached Toho uh, when they were filming Frankenstein Cockers the World while it was in production. Uh, the, he saw the production of. Invasion of Astro Monster, um, and the American, and saw the film have an American input, uh, for, it, ha- it, it, this movie basically has an American input, so it's basically, that's why, um, and uh okay. so, and eventually uh nick adams was, was chosen uh he's dubbed over he doesn't speak japanese uh and you can tell i found
1: that really weird
0: yeah he doesn't like, speak japanese
1: it's like an inverse of what we're used to in japanese uh, monster flicks
0: yeah with that being said i felt like the chemistry between uh glenn and kaozo was was really genuine like i believe that they were they were friends um that being said, one of my favorite moments uh, in the in the mo- in the in the movie is when uh, you're talking with Kaozu's sister, uh, who uh, Naki, uh, uh, I think that's Namikawa, who's hanging out with her boyfriend, who's he's like a he's like a like an inventor who just can't sell anything, and he's like I think he like he says something to the degree of, uh, like, oh, my uh, my my brother's world's going to turn upside down. Next shot, his, bro- no, no. He said, well, if I ever sell an invention, um, your brother's, uh, your brother's basically going to have to, you know, practice standing on his head because he's going to sell one. Next shot, it's upside down, like he's standing on his head. I love that transition. It was so good. <laughs> um, could not, could not stop laughing for a bit. Um, but, but, well Kazu kind of has his storyline with his sister where he's overprotective in fact there was like a little moment in the beginning where he's going off before that communication was like don't rush in anything you know basically being the overprotective brother I feel like Glenn is the more interesting of the two honestly
1: yeah I agree with that and, and we're not just saying that because he's the only American actor in the film either.
0: No, it's just his love pl- And it could be that the fact that you had a more American influence on this movie, and it kind of shows, honestly, um, uh, that um, the American gets more of the juicier subplot where – like Tyler alluded to earlier, that he – there was a point where like he says like he was with his woman, his wife um, – and I think it's fiancé or wife. I can't remember exactly. Um, I want to say fiancé, girlfriend, probably fuck buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, and he says, like, as he was kind of waking up, he saw the convenant, but he kind of just blew it off. I'm like, yeah, you're just dreaming. Um, you know, and then ultimately revealing that the exilians, or at least, like, assuming all the female exilians all look like beautiful Japanese women. Um... Uh, and actually, funny enough, you see her first as she approaches um, uh, the the inventor um, uh, Akira Kubo or Tetsuo, uh, Tetsuo um, which I couldn't help but fucking think of Akira as soon as I heard that goddamn name. <laughs> um, so, like, as, that's the first time you see her. So, you, but you don't get. I think they played that reveal very well done because when he sees her on when they're on when they go back to Planet X. Like it's true, like oh what the- hell? what what's what the hell's going on here? Why are there two of you well, I like where this is going, yeah, i'm sure i I'm sure Glenn was like you know that scene in uh in Futurama where like the the dudes are all chained up by the Amazon women, they're like smiling <laughs> and then worried, smiling then worried like, <laughs> I think <didn't, laughs> I had snoo snoo exactly. Um, but it's kind of heartbreaking, uh, in a way, cause, uh, ultimately, um, uh, she gets – like they're not allowed to marry uh, these aliens. They're, they're not allowed to have motions. They're basically robot aliens without like looking like machines uh, just because, again, the whole computer thing. But she's like – she, you know, like in, in a kind of a tropey way but I think it works. I, I did fall in love with you. I did care for you. You know, that kind of stuff. It felt genuine uh, and, and sad when she basically gets killed. Um
1: yeah, I honestly thought she got teleported away at first, but nah, she got disintegrated like
0: Daffy Duck. Yeah. Um like again, it's not a grizzly it proof that you know you can you can kill somebody and not have it be fucking, you know, horrible looking, you know. Uh you know, it doesn't have to be grizzly to get the point across, and she even leaves him a letter on how to defeat the exilions. Um I like yeah, I thought like this is the best human cast since I think the first one, honestly. Yeah. I can agree with that. I don't think it's as good obviously, but because they're two different movies. Um one movie, of course. Yeah, one movie is very serious, very melodramatic. This one is very I wouldn't say campy, um but like it, it more revels in the fun uh and but it still has its emotional moments when it needs to. Um so let's let's let's, let's just talk about um how the exilions get taken down because I think that's one of the more interesting things and also gave me traumatizing flashbacks to being at work, even though it was off the day I watched this. Um, so, uh, Ka- uh, Yeah. Ka- uh, I keep confusing the names all the goddamn time. Um, <laughs> Tetsuo, you know, he builds d- this device. Uh, basically it's, it's a, it's a device that allows, um, women to uh like you know alert if somebody's near them and it's a great device but it sounds like you open like the, the the thing whenever you hit the fire alarm and the fire alarm won't go off that's what it sounded like oh god no not again i just heard it this morning. oh that's what you're talking about yeah uh that's what it sounded like to me um and uh the zillions um are uh their one weakness, even though they uh, is that they on a certain frequency their their signal gets basically disrupted, and oddly enough, it's it's that one thing which I love the timing. You know, it's very it's very tropey. How do how do you feel about like that was the way that the Exilians were destru- were were ultimately defeated? Like I said
1: before, it's a really stupid "what the fuck" uh, kind of way for the Exilians to go down, and I absolutely love it because it's just so ridiculous.
0: I, I agree um, I absolutely agree on that uh, I I do love the escape scene where they or tr- they trick it and uh, they trick the uh, they play this they play it and they just sh- chuck the exilians into the uh, into the jail um, I thought that was great um yeah yeah it was it was goofy but I think it felt satisfying but I'm I'm glad a uh, Bay's music kind of drowns it out. Uh, for the most part. And you don't hear it outside of that initial time. They use it against the Exilians. Um, so. Strongest human cast for sure. Uh, a very interesting sci-fi movie for sure. But of course. We, we're not here to talk about that mostly. let's Let's talk about the monsters. Who are. An afterthought.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You could think of them as like sort of weapons for the humans and the Exilians, right? In in a weird way.
0: Yeah. So, like we alluded to earlier, the Exilians, uh, Ghidorah is quote unquote terrorizing Planet X, um, and uh, they want to use Ghidorah and uh, Rodan, or they want to use Godzilla, Godzilla and and Rodan, Godzilla and Rodan. My bad. To come and fight uh, Ghidorah. Because they whooped his ass, like, six months ago. So, <laughs> well, of course, let's bring the people who whooped his ass and whoop his ass again. Um, minus Mothra, because Mothra's probably just still tired from the battle, honestly. She's just a Probably, yeah. So, um, and probably they didn't want to pay the suit actor would have required more shots. It's, you know, probably a whole bunch of things. Um,
1: I'm pretty... I think I remember hearing that the... They didn't have the budget to bring Mothra into this movie. Oh, that's so...
0: so well, yeah. Otherwise, I think I... So, do you think they would have brought back Mothra if they could have, like, in her full... Probably, yeah. How cool... I think it, I don't. I don't know how much it would have added to have Mothra. Maybe they would have had her in her full, like, um, moth form versus her caterpillar form that she was in last time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe in this time frame, she'd
1: probably just be, like, a cocoon or something.
0: Yeah, probably tr- ready to transform to her next phase. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing that shocked me about this movie is I always assumed that the fight on the planet was the final battle and it's not. Yeah, as soon as the Exilians are destroyed and all the monsters
1: are out of their, uh, control, they just start fighting each other again.
0: yeah. Um, but let, let's talk about the first fight. So they, they the Exilians tell the humans we know where Godzilla and Mothra are, and they literally pluck them out. And they're li- Godzilla and Rodan. Yeah, Godzilla and Rodan. I'm sorry, are literally sleeping. They're literal. I don't know if they put them to sleep or they were sleeping before. Um, and you can. I love the poses that they're in because like Godzilla has his tail curled up. <laughs> so um, good. Rodan, I mean, Rodan looks like he's a bird. He he has his you know his thing his uh, his uh, wings curled up to him. And they're literally just transporting him. Godzilla's is the funniest because he's holding his tail. Yeah, he like it keeps me warm at night. Um, what? I, and they and they manage to keep them just because they have superior technology, as they constantly say in the movie, to transport them from Earth to Planet X, all the way to the moon of Jupiter, or is Saturn or Jupiter? I'm sorry, it's Jupiter. It's Jupiter. Okay. Um, and uh, I love that the first thing that they awaken Godzilla and Rodan, they see. Ghidorah And they know what to do Like oh it's this bitch again Let's dance (laughs) I don't They don't Like I love Godzilla's
1: movements In this film He looks like he's always Doing the shuffle Dude
0: he is straight up There are Okay There are moments When Godzilla is straight up Boxing he is just doing boxing punches. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up, too. Yeah, like, you I couldn't stop laughing. Um, not because it's bad or anything, because it's just, like, this is the most humanoid you see him. Like, where he's, like, taking on human characteristics. Like, he's just straight-up shadow, like, boxing. Right. Yeah, he's he's dodging and weaving and just taking shots at Ghidorah's heads. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious, um... Uh, but oddly enough, the fight on the on Planet X is really short, and I expect that to be the finale, just because like it's called Invasion of Astro Monster, it's taking Godzilla to space.
1: Of course, it's a gigantic ruse, so they probably made it short on purpose. Correct, but
0: of course that shot that that sequence after they whoop Kedor's ass pretty quickly, he runs away again. We get the iconic Godzilla jumping up. Uh, as, as Tyler's doing this on camera, you can't see it because this is an audio-based form. <laughs> but you've seen it, and Tyler, uh, I think you tweeted out a gif of how um, uh, the uh, Honda must have felt directing his precious creation doing that dance, basically that victory dance. Yep, and
1: all you see is Picard doing the double
0: face palm. Why? What, what? Like you think this is my all-
1: original thought of that? Of that tweet was uh, I was trying to find the gif of. Uh, you ever see that Key and feel sketch where uh, they're texting each other and uh, they don't understand the inflections of the text? Uh, oh, the one I wanted to use was uh, Keegan just dropping his phone on the table and just walking away. Oh, I love
0: that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that, just that, going this motherfucker right here. Yes, um, I can only imagine. Like, maybe who knows what he was thinking? Maybe he was cool with it because it was again. That was this is 1965. It's roughly ten years past. You know the original Godzilla. Um, like I remember uh, seeing a direct quote while reading through this movie for
1: in the Criterion Collection. Okay. Apparently, uh, he was he was not happy with uh, how it turned out, and I think the quote was, "I did not design Godzilla for this."
0: Damn, and that, and I think that that sucks because obviously he created not just him by itself, There are other people. Like he had a vision for Godzilla. Um, And it must be heartening, and I feel like every, like, creator goes through this at some point, where, like, ultimately your creation is out of your hands, and into something else, and it transforms without your consent. And that's, that's, granted, that's the Godzilla that you and I grew up with, right, the hero, defender of the earth, but it must suck, like, you create this amazingly beautiful movie with Gojira 1954, and then nine, 6 movies later he's he's a he's not a joke but he's more he's not that menace anymore.
1: Yeah, I I can kind of see where he was going with that, but at the same time I love goofy Godzilla. Oh, sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, we love it and I think I think it's admirable that we respect Honda's wishes but also we can choose to admire you know what Godzilla become because Arguably, without him, tra- if he, if he, you could make the argument that if Godzilla doesn't make this transition from me- Jap- uh, Japan's, Japan's, Japan's menace, Japan, yeah, uh, if he doesn't transition from Japan's menace to Earth's savior, he probably doesn't get as popular as he does. Because his most famous movies are versus movies where he's fighting against alien monsters and doppelgangers of himself, so. Um, you know, or even the 2014 reboot, they had him fight two monsters to to save us, you know, even though he wasn't really doing it for us. So I, I like, I, I feel bad for, for Honda, but at the same time, it was something that needed to happen. Unfortunately, the next two movies we're going to do, he was kind of right. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to those next week. Uh, but as for the second fight, I thought the fight this time between Ghidorah Rodan and Godzilla was way tighter and much better than the last one Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, Ghidorah still looked oh. great. Uh, my favorite, though, is when they get released from the Exilion's control and they all just fall on their asses. Like, ugh, what, what happened?
1: And then Godzilla wakes up and he's like, hey, get up, you fuckers. He throws a rock at Ghidorah and whacks Rodan with his tail.
0: Oh, I love it. Just being a, an absolute asshole. They literally bully Ghidorah, both him and Rodan, for a while. Uh, they both bully Ghidorah. Well, I mean, they kind of have to. I mean, Ghidorah's a dick. True, true. He deserves it. My favorite maneuver still is seeing Rodan carry Godzilla and just him dropping him on on. Ghidorah. And they turn into Katamari domaci. I love it. It's it's so great. Um, overall, I think it's I think both fights because there's only two fights in this movie. Uh, the fight on Planet X and the and the. Uh, eventual fight on Earth after they're released from the Exilience Control. Um I think they're both entertaining. They're not they don't overstay their welcome. They're I wish the moon the fight on the moon or on Planet X was a little bit longer. Um but I still think it was fun overall. I think it had its good moments. Uh but go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Um and then ultimately I think The fight on the ground, which I didn't expect that because, again, I was going to this movie like, well, that's got to be the finale, right? You got to have Godzilla fight in space. It's like, no, it's not, Um, surprisingly enough. Uh, I think both fights are done admirably well. Um, Maybe not having Mothra made it easier to shoot because you're not worrying about three monsters and having to get every monster to look good. Uh, versus...
1: uh, That and not having Mothra and an extra pair of wires, rather, getting mixed up with Ghidorah's wires is probably easier as well. By the
0: way, you can so see the wires in the Criterion Collection. There were moments like... you sure can. You can see Ghidorah's wires. You can see... um, I love it. It's not a bad thing. I I mean, like, back in the old days, you couldn't see that shit. Um, If you could, you're... If you say you did, you're lying. I'm telling you, you're lying. Um, I think overall... Even though Honda doesn't like this movie, I don't I personally don't think he liked this movie at all, just because of what it does to his Creation. I still think he made a good movie here. Of in given the circumstances, given what he had to do.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a better film than Ghidorah the three headed monster by a long shot.
0: uh most most definitely. I I agree. Um any any tidbits that we need to go over? Uh Let's see. I already mentioned that Godzilla fights like a boxer, so I'm yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Anybody uh, that that was the craziest moment to me because that's the moment. Like now, going further, you're gonna see Godzilla take on like him jumping and doing the celebration thing. That's one like like.
1: That's the tip of the iceberg in terms of in terms of silly shit that Godzilla does later on. Oh, we haven't
0: even gotten to the fucking propelling himself with his atomic breath. <laughs> We're close. To- or the flying dropkick from Megalon. We're not far from those movies, people. We're not far. We're almost there. Um, like, this is just... Yeah, like... But also just, like, now they're making... Because God- like, before, Godzilla was... He was just a monster. He didn't really, not not to say he didn't have personality, but he wasn't meant to have that, you know, according to Honda. He was just a mindless beast. Now, especially more so with Ghidorah, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, in this one he's starting to act more human-esque, like humanoid-esque, where he's, you know, boxing. The the student actor is literally boxing with Ghidorah, which I can't get over it. Like and also doing the truffle shuffle, do, doing the while shake, like, yeah. yeah, destroying Tokyo. Yeah. catch, catch, catch these hands. Uh, I got another one. Uh, over. You know, it's it's great. Do a little jig. I I I, I kept expecting him to do the rock bottom on him for some reason uh, on Ghidorah. <laughs> Uh Lay the smack it down. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you're gonna and and people who are new to this, you're gonna see Godzilla go more in this direction. So if you liked that monster from the first movie he's gone like he this is his this is his death as far as anybody's concerned he comes back late much later on for sure but this is going to be the last instance of him for quite some time yep um but i think i think we have pretty much covered it uh for for invasion of astro monster uh let's let's give it let's give it a rating tyler what do you rate invasion of astro monster
1: I'm going to give it a a 3.5 out of 5. I think the sci-fi approach uh, made the whole monster dynamic in general work a bit better than it did in the previous movie. The characters are trophy, but uh, the cast itself is way better than the the last film. The plot's okay for a B-movie sci-fi, and the monster fights are deliciously entertaining.
0: Yes, uh I can I I kind of wish this was my first Godzilla movie. Even though like I said Mechagodzilla Godzilla vs Mechagodzilla was my first, this one I think would have just turned my imagination just as much. Uh I I'm, I'm going to give it a 4. Um I liked it way more than uh Ghidorah three-headed monster. Even though I don't think Ghidorah is a bad movie by any means. Uh as a first attempt I thought that movie was good, but for this one, it felt tighter. The exilions were the right kind of goofy. This feels like that movie you watch when you're at home on a Saturday and you can't go anywhere um, uh, and, and you need something and, you, and it's just on TV. Hitting a bit too close to home there, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I know that feeling. You know, or like, you know, you're looking for something to do. You want to see the old movie. You go to the Dollar Theater and this is playing, you know, and you, and you watch it. Um, yeah, very good. Very good fights. Um, I love, like I said, Glenn surprisingly the american actor has the best better performance i wouldn't say better performance has a very good performance uh even though the dubbing is kind of weird and it it takes a little while to see him japanese coming out of his mouth even though the lip he's clearly speaking english um you're telling me that i guess there probably weren't that many americans who were willing to speak japanese back then given that it was only 20 years after the war um uh, wounds are probably still fresh at that point um probably yeah so, uh, very, even though this is Ishiro Honda's last movie until Destroyah Monsters, which is in three movies from now, uh, which we'll get, we're, I'm so excited to get to that one. Um, but I think we're going to wrap it up right there, people, uh, for, this is the pinnacle. We are officially, we are officially now into the silly era of, of Godzilla and, uh, Oh boy. Yeah. So just to give a, uh, let's give a little tease for next week. Uh, next week it's, uh, Ebra, uh, I think it's, the. let me get the full title as I get my Criterion Collection, which you can buy on Amazon for like 100 bucks. I believe it's called Ebra, the Creature of the Deep. Yes, yeah, so another movie that doesn't have Godzilla's name in there. Um, yeah, you're correct, Tyler. It is Ebra, Horror of the Deep, uh, which that does not sound like a Godzilla movie because uh, it wasn't supposed to be one. What does that mean? We'll talk about it next week. Uh, Tyler, tell the people where they can find you, buddy. You can find me on
1: Twitter at hey it's that tie. I'm also currently doing a uh, Sonic-related stream for a whole two weeks uh, over at Twitch.tv/slash tieyourshoes1. Uh, we've cur- uh, by this recording, I've already beaten uh, six mainline Sonic games and are now doing Sonic Heroes.
0: Yay! Uh, and you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy for all things concerning the self-proclaimed marvelous one. And of course go to chartshot.com for checking out all chartshot related content. And every Friday at nine PM Eastern Standard Time, check out the Chart shot Games cast where me, uh, a couple of my King uh, 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 Thomas and Justin we talk about the games we've been playing and the news we've been wa- we've been reading and all that good stuff uh, and all the good uh, all that good 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 stuff um and everybody please go watch T- tyler he's great uh and again uh n- next week we're gonna come back down to earth for next week and i'm god damn it we, ha- we have we've got to get to the we, we're we hitting the lull point i wasn't looking forward to this but we have to do it um we'll see you, you all got be strong then be strong yeah hopefully it's not a long movie um <laughs> i've never seen this one before so uh it'll be interesting um Until next week, folks, go, go, Godzilla. Live
1: long and prosper.